There are many ways people listen to vision, including on smart speakers. Just tell your smart speakers to play Vision Christian Radio. Alexa, play Vision Christian Radio. Vision. Yep, it really is that easy. You can also say, play V180 Radio for our music channel. It's just another way that Vision is helping you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Back in those few days leading up to that very first Easter, the disciples were afraid, petrified in fact. There was a plot afoot to assassinate Jesus. That was bad enough. But were they in the firing line too? Were they going to die too? And into that little mess, Jesus spoke to them about joy and peace. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be with you again. Today, we're going to take a look at that joy and peace from a different perspective. The days leading up to that first Good Friday, which incidentally at the time must have felt anything but good, they were frightening days. Not for Jesus, of course, his impending crucifixion weighed heavily upon him, but he didn't seem to be afraid since he knew where he was going and what he had to do. But his disciples, they were very definitely afraid. Why? Not just because they felt the plot to assassinate Jesus, not just because they were aware of the undercurrents and the plotting and the scheming and the conniving that was afoot to rob them of this this amazing Jesus, but because their lives were under threat too. I mean, they were his disciples. They were widely recognised as being the inner circle of Rabbi Jesus' followers. That's why Peter ended up denying Jesus three times, because he feared for his own life. So while in these days leading up to Easter, you and I may well be looking forward to a long weekend and a rest and maybe just a bit of extra chocolate that frankly our waistlines and cholesterol levels just don't need, these disciples of Jesus were living in fear. Fear not just of losing Jesus, but fear of losing their own lives. Fear of their whole belief system collapsing. Everything they dedicated their lives to these last three and a half years and fear for their own skin. Now, that Friday looked anything but good. And it's into this reality, this fearful reality, that Jesus speaks these words to his disciples. John chapter 16, beginning at verse 16. A little while, and you won't see me any longer. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Then some of his disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while, you'll see me no longer, and again, in a while, you'll see me? because I'm going away to the Father. They said, what does he mean by this a little while? We do not know what he's talking about. Jesus knew they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, are you discussing amongst yourselves what I meant when I said a little while and you will no longer see me and again in a little while you'll see me? Truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice and you will have pain, but your pain will turn to joy. When a woman's in labour, she has pain because her hour has come. But when her child is born, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy of having brought a human being into the world. So you have pain now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. On that day, you'll be asking nothing of me. Very truly, I tell you, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. 
ask and you will receive, so that your joy may be made complete. I've said these things to you in figures of speech, but the hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but will tell you plainly of the Father. On that day, you will ask in my name. And I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into this world. Again, I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Yes, now you're speaking plainly, not any figure of speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need to have anyone question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? The hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each one to his home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have said this to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you face persecution, but take courage. I have conquered the world. Now, as I put myself in the shoes of the disciples, this, this ragtag group of fishermen and tax collectors, uneducated yokels by and large, who had fallen for Jesus, I have to say what Jesus just said to us it was frightening and confusing. It just doesn't make sense. For a little while, and then I'll be gone, and then you'll see me again, and, and then I'll speak plainly instead of in riddles, and, and you're going to suffer pain, but your pain will turn to joy. I mean, give me a break, Jesus, I would have been saying. Can you please, please tell me exactly what you mean? So are you saying that the forces of darkness that are plotting against you, they're going to win? Is that what you're saying? And if it is, so what about all your miracles? What about all the amazing things that you told us and taught us? Is this how it's all going to end? Are we just going to be left behind? And how could you come back again from all of that? Do you think in this fearful, confusing time, isn't, isn't that what you and I would be thinking and wanting to ask Jesus? Why are you promising me pain? Why are you doing this if you're the Messiah? I left everything to follow you, and now it's all falling in the screaming heap. And what about me? What's going to happen to me? Am I going to die too? Or, or do I just go back to the fishing boat and forget the last three and a half years of sacrifice? The hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you'll be scattered, each one to his home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I'm not alone because the Father is with me. Why is he telling me this stuff? Why is he doing this? Jesus, I have said this to you so that in me you may have peace. For in this world you will face persecution, but take courage, for I have overcome the world. Jesus was telling them things just the way they were. And I love that about him. He's never one to sweep things under the carpet or, or to coat them in sugar or to hoodwink us with some false reality that we're all floating around like angels on cloud nine. Jesus came to do something tough and brutal. So seriously does God take our sin, yours and mine, so big a deal is it to him that our sin separates us from him for all eternity. So, so great is his love for us and his desire for us to spend from now until the rest of eternity in his presence that he sends us his one and only son to be brutally nailed to a cross for thee and for me. That's how big a deal my sin and your sin is for God. Lest we should ever be inclined to think we can just sweep our little sins under the carpet. And he speaks into their fear with words of confidence in his Father and with words of peace. For in this world we will all have tribulation. We will be persecuted, 
The going will get tough. It will be difficult and fearful and confusing and, and, and unpredictable. That word there for persecution in the Greek is the word thlipsis, which means literally to be put under pressure, like grapes in a wine press, to have the juice, the life, squeezed out of you. That's what he's talking about. And, and I know you're going to travel through all of this, and I know it isn't going to make sense, and I know you're going to be afraid, but as you're in this place, remember my words, because I'm coming back for you. I haven't left you alone. You won't be orphaned. I'm telling you the truth. The way things are, in this world you will be under pressure. But take courage. Be strong. Gird up the loins of your heart. For I have overcome the world. Jesus has won. He defeated sin on the cross. He defeated death in the empty tomb. And he has said these things and done these things so that in the middle of our fear and our pain and and our tribulation we might have peace, shalom, a complete peace and trust and confidence in Jesus. With all that this world throws at us, add to that the temptations and the attacks of the devil, man, it's easy to feel powerless some days. But it doesn't have to be that way, not at all, because Jesus has more than enough power available to you right here and now to help you live in the victory that he died and rose again to bring you. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of Christianity Works special edition book. It's called Power Unlimited, and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you lay hold of the incredible power of God so that you can be all that he made you to be. Now, this isn't one of our normal monthly booklets. It's a special edition book. And with all my heart, I believe that God wants to unleash his power through it into your life. To request your free copy, visit ChristianityWorks.com. You'll see that free offer right there toward the top of the homepage. Click on the offer, pop in your name and email, and that e-book will be winging its way to your inbox in just second. That web address again is ChristianityWorks.com. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.